reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Podcast Weekly Sports. My name is Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the sexual intellectual, double H, the Husky heartthrob, leader of the Husky Army, and a man who really came close last weekend upon winning some money, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, man. It took a DeAndre Hopkins miracle to knock me out of the money, so it happens. That's how it goes sometimes. Um, a lot of talk about this week. Talk about week 10 of the NFL, our weekly pick for week 11, uh, 2021 Hall of Fame ballot. But before we do, we have a very special guest, um, the founder of StatementGames.com, a guy I recently met. I'm really excited for this interview, my man, Mark Salino. Mark, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. So you can follow Mark. He's on Twitter at – hold on real quick. I had it up, and I just lost it here. <laughs> we do this live to tape. Everyone knows that. So we're off the hook <laughs> a little bit. Um, he's at Statement Games. So what it is is a platform. Uh, Mark, I, actually, before I start, I'm going to go let you uh, explain to the audience what Statement Games is. Yeah, sure. So, uh, again, you know, appreciate the opportunity to tell my story. Um, I do kind of a couple of these kind of like, you know, podcast interviews, and every single time uh, I kind of like, you know, try and make this point here, and I really can't stress this enough. Uh, Statement Games, it's, it's just a game. Um, you can actually access the platform at www.statementgames.com, or there's also apps that complement our digital product. You can find this in any major app store, whether it's Google Play or Apple, by simply searching on statement games fantasy sports and basically kind of like you know what we do as a company is uh we've invented a different form of fantasy sports actually say the word invented because it's pretty exciting piece of news within the company i've actually received a patent on this game uh, for the system the process that we've created which is uh something i'm about to kind of describe here actually got the patent in i guess mid-august but anyway, uh, what we do as a company is we create games around individual sporting events. For example, this, uh, this upcoming Sunday, you have the Cleveland Browns playing the Philadelphia Eagles. What we're going to do is we're going to present you with a list of props, or hence the company name statements, that are specific to that Eagles-Browns you know, game. Um, for example, Browns defense over under two and a half sacks. Carson Wentz over under... 255 yards passing um let's see here uh you know uh landry over or under six and a half kind of like receptions all the different you know props there's probably anywhere between 50 to 60 of them that we're going to present you with it's broken down to various different categories from your game category uh the quarterback position wide receiver running back tight end special teams and defense and as you review this list here it's your job to pick 10 of them and as you make your 10 picks, you want to rank them in order of confidence from 10 through 1. So as the game plays out, if your number 10 pick becomes correct, you're going to get 10 points. If 9 through 1 are incorrect, well, now you just have a total of 10 points. 
you're going to play in a league of anywhere between eight to 12 people and the person with the most points from correct picks at the end of that specific sporting event uh, wins. This is a free-to-play game. We are not a gambling kind of like, you know, platform. Um, what you're doing as a member of the Statement Games community is you're competing for what we call Statement Games coins. You win coins by finishing in any uh, in, in first, second, or third in any tournament that you actually go ahead and play in. It's your job to accumulate as many of these coins as you possibly can, and when you're ready, you want to exchange them for a cash gift card of your choice. So we have a whole reward system that powers the Statement Games platform. There's probably about 80 to 85 different merchants that are within the Statement Games rewards platform. Anything from NFL Shop, NHL Shop, MLB Shop, Amazon, Google, Nike, Starbucks, Target, Macy's, uh, Walmart. You basically exchange your coins for a cash gift card of your choice. So at a high level, hopefully that gives you a little bit of a better understanding of, of who we are and, and how we're a little bit different and, and what we're dealing with in the industry. No, I think that's great. Especially a lot of our listeners, we kind of, you know, cross over with wrestling and wrestling collectibles figures specifically. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners heard Amazon and Walmart right there and thought about how they can play <laughs> statement games, win points, win coins and get free wrestling figures for. Them. Also, I noticed whenever you sign up, you get 60 coins and you can spin the wheel daily to get more coins. There's definitely, you know, all new users who are interested in checking out Statement Games here. We give you 60 coins just for kind of like, you know, checking this platform out. It's pretty easy to sign in and log in. You can do so with an existing Facebook or Google account. Or you can actually do it the old-fashioned way, which is just basically verifying a valid email address. Uh, actually, I forgot here. You can also sign in with a... With an Apple ID, if uh, if you happen to have a you know an iPad or any type of Apple device, and you want to kind of like you know access the platform that way, uh, you need coins to play in these tournaments. But like you said here, I give you 60 of them just for checking it out. And there's different features within the platform, such as uh, the ability to spin a daily wheel, or uh, referring kind of like your friends and family members. Um, things like that will always give you the ability to pick up uh, you know handfuls and buckets of coins here and there on a daily basis. Now, Mark, uh, this is Barry. Um, I got a couple questions for you. You know, what made you decide, because obviously you were, you know, a fan of fantasy sports and, you know, games and whatnot. What drove you or what kind of creative, you know, mindset brought you to create statement games? Yeah, sure. So, um... Um, I guess truth be told here, Stadium Games, it's, um, it's something that I've been playing within my family for, for close to 30 years. Um, my dad actually was the original person who came up with this concept. So, um, full disclosure, uh, I'm born and raised on Long Island, New York. My dad is a huge kind of, like, you know, sports fans. I have one younger brother and in the Salino household, we were, you know, raised to do a couple of things, a couple of things only. You rooted for the New York Giants, the New York Yankees, the New York Knicks, and the New York Rangers, and, and that was it. And my brother and I, we, we, we kind of took it to a, a completely different new level, a whole new kind of like, you know, extreme. And that kind of like an upbringing, it, it backfired on my dad like a little bit because every single year we used, to, we used to make this trip from the Long Island area up to the Boston area. I had an aunt and uncle who lived in the Boston area, and that's where we just went for Thanksgiving, and we had been going there for, for, uh, for years. So on Thanksgiving Day, you know, my dad wants to do nothing but watch. He wants to watch football. You know, the games start kind of like around 
a little after you know 12 o'clock east coast time and obviously you know it, it would continue into the you know four o'clock you know dallas game um but you know his his two younger sons wanted nothing to do with it we didn't want to watch thanksgiving day football with uh, with my father which was almost like a sacrilege then so uh, we actually you know as we started pushing like you know 10 11 12 years old we started like pushing back on it like dad why are we watching this lions game the giants don't play till sunday we'd rather be outside throwing the football around or my aunt and uncle used to rake up this big pile of leaves we used to you know jump through the leaves like when we were kids we'd rather be outside doing things like that instead of you know watching a lions game so literally, in an effort to get us interested in other things besides the Giants, he, he created this game. Every single Thanksgiving morning, he'd pull us aside into a corner of a room. He had a pen and paper, and uh, he'd start asking you like a list of kind of, like, you know, questions. And just kind of, like, kind of shows you how old I am. I remember the first time that we played, he'd ask you questions like, all right, Barry Sanders, over under 100 yards rush, Herman Moore, over under seven and a half kind of the first time that we played, the Lions played the Bears, and Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback of the Bears. All right, mm. Jim Harbaugh, over under 250 yards passing. Uh, you threw in a dollar. He did this with the whole family. Over the course of years, my, uh, my aunt would refer to this as the football bingo game. And now at the age of, you know, like 12 years old, we're locked into this, you know, Lions game like it's the Super Bowl because I have a chance to win 13 or 14 bucks. So uh, it's something that I've kind of like, you know, been doing with in my family for years. Um, as I got older, I, uh, you know, uh, spent a lot of time working in different, you know, forms of advertising and marketing. In 2016, I said, hey, you know what, this, this game that I've been playing specifically you know, on Thanksgiving Day that dad kind of like, you know, came up with is a, is a digital game. It's a, it's a platform. Um, so I, I left the corporate space in October of 2016 and have been, Pursuing this venture in one way, shape, or form uh, since then. No, what um, you know, and and I'm not trying to put you out on Front Street, <laughs> but what was your record against the family? Oh, I was pissed. I remember the first year that we actually <laughs> played. My younger brother kind of like you know won. I was so I was so pissed. Uh, I would say that now. Now keep in mind that you know. Traditionally, when you when you're in a Thanksgiving Day kind of like, you know, household here, it's literally you know 12 or 13 people that uh, that you're up against. So I, I believe I definitely have a good five or six wins underneath my kind of like, you know, my my belt. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of um, the prop bets and things like that. I think especially me and Barry being so sports centric, when you say Carson. Carson Wentz, or Browns over under two and a half. I'm taking that over because, you know, Miles Garrett's going to eat. You know what I mean? Sheldon Richardson's going to eat. So I, Denzel Ward's going to be putting clamps down on people. So, yeah, this is all stuff that, like, I, when, I, when you say that, all of a sudden just, you're throwing random things out there. It gets my mind working because, obviously, that's my team. So uh, you had something special in line for our listeners as an offer. You want to go ahead and explain that? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, look, um, I, I am a startup, so I'm always looking to kind of, uh, you know, get new people to, uh, you know, push some of the buttons and try the platform out. Um, and, and, and please, uh, I mean, uh, we're pretty accessible on any social media platform. Um, it's, as you had mentioned, you know, at Statement Games, my personal account is at Mark Salino. So it's M-A-R-C-S-A-U-L-I-N-O. And for anybody who's listening to this show, you have to be listening to this show. 
and you actually have to kind of you know, be a new user uh, to Statement Games. Uh, there's an upcoming game this this, this Thursday, um, and then we also have a game kind of like, you know this uh, this Sunday. So for the upcoming Seahawks Arizona Cardinals games on uh, on Thursday night, or and or the one o'clock Eagles uh, Browns game. Anybody who's willing to try statement games and actually do the same thing that I used to kind of like do with my family, which is uh, create a private game. So within the statement games platform, there's two ways in which you can actually play. You can play within the lobby by just kind of like you know, joining a contest and playing randomly with other people who are part of the statement games community. Or you can create a private contest. And what that actually means is only the people that you invite to play in that contest can play. And you can create either eight, 10, or 12 man contests. So, in any one of those two games, if you're willing to take a step forward, create a private contest, and fill that contest with either eight, 10, or 12 people for either the Thursday night game or the Sunday one o'clock game, Browns versus Eagles. If you or anybody in your group can go 10 for 10 with their picks, I'm personally going to come to the table with uh, 200 bucks cash. Um, and of course, that's on top of whatever coins that you actually win that can be exchanged for uh, cash rewards. You got to go ten for ten with your picks, though, and you actually have to, you know, create a contest and uh, and and fill it up. Now, if somebody in your group happens to go ten for ten with your picks, I'm sending the money to the contest creator, not necessarily the person who's gone ten for ten with their picks. It's completely up to you as the contest organizer on whether you want to cut your buddy in. <laughs> For part of that kind of like you know cash, or if you're nice enough, maybe you just give the whole thing to them. Or hey, you know what? It's up to you, man. Just pocket it yourself if uh, if you want. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I'll be able to, I'll uh, create contests for Thursday and Monday or Sunday. I apologize, and maybe send some fields out, invite some people in, and see if we can get that going. Because I think it's a, I'm sorry, I have a year and a half old. She's crying in the background. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, I think that's a fun, fun idea, uh, especially a lot of our listeners. We have a lot of Browns fans, so some of them fancy themselves pretty knowledgeable. So we'll see what they can do as far as the over-unders and the prop bets and things like that. So I think that would be, uh, that'd be great. Mark, I uh, really th- thank you for coming on, man. You reached out to me. I looked at your site. I really kind of fell in love with it. I love the idea. Now, we're big sports heads here. We love, obviously, the regular fantasy football and DFS format but this is something definitely that's new and when i saw it and you reached out to me i got excited to um, help spread the word about it man appreciate it and uh hey you know what i think we got survivor series coming up too maybe we can have some fun with that there you go man i appreciate it mark uh go ahead and get your plugs in man (laughs) appreciate it uh like you said you know um it's just a game hopefully you guys are willing to check it out www.statementgames.com social media perspective it's pretty much instagram facebook and twitter it's all the same it's at statement games statement games is all one word um i am the founder and acting ceo of statement games so if you want to check me out as well it's simply at m-a-r-c-s-a-u-l-i-n-o i could be found on twitter or facebook and also, guys, uh, go to doingthefavor.com. I will be posting an article probably by the time you hear this, uh, giving links to statement games, talking about you know what Mark's willing to do for our listeners and creating a contest. And just overall, I think it's a great concept. So thank you so much, Mark, for coming on. We really appreciate having you, man. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Awesome, man. Appreciate you take care, it. right? Good night, buddy.
Take care, guys. That was Mark Salino from StatementGames.com. Barry, what do you think about that? That's cool, man. That's a, a really great concept. And, you know, if you're a gambler or even, you know, just want to try it out, you get 60 free coins and, you know, flip a coin, pick some pick some props and uh, could win you 200 bucks. Yeah, there's literally no risk at all. I signed up. I got 60 free coins. Then I spun the wheel. I got two more coins. So I'm going to go ahead and create a contest for Thursday and Sunday whenever Mark gets that ready. And just try my hand at it. Because like I, like, like I said before, as he was saying, like Carson Wentz over under 250, Browns over under two and a half sacks. All, when, as soon as he said that, I had opinions instantly on what he was saying. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... All right, Barry, you ready to talk about week 10 of the NFL? I am, I am. So we obviously, every week, we go through every game, talk about our picks, what we picked, maybe a couple things we want to talk about that game, and then we'll pick week 11 and talk about our overall records. All right, Barry, first game we had was Thursday night, Colts at Titans. We both picked the Titans, and the Colts ended up getting the dub. Yeah, me and uh, Sammy were discussing this game, and it's like you never know what Indianapolis team's going to show up. They have a good defense, but if Phillip Rivers gets hot, they're going to be dangerous coming down the stretch. It's like we talked about before with them, man. Um, they want to keep the score low. They're not going to, you know, obviously Phillip Rivers can be efficient as far as completion percentage and things, turnover prone but not a lot of explosiveness out of the offense. They're a defensive team. They want to grind you out. They want to win, you know, they want to win 19-17, 20-17, things like that. So ended up winning 34-17 here. Trying to pull up some stats here really quick. Phillip Rivers, I'll tell you what, he just – he is what he is. And it doesn't matter really what team you put him on, 29-39, and a tutty. Naheem Hines, I think Jonathan Taylor has been a little bit of a disappointment for them, but Naheem Hines was – I thought the most explosive back they had, 12 carries, 70 and a touch. He also had five catches for 45 yards and another tutty so on six targets. So, yeah, Michael Pittman, the, the young rookie out of USC, stepped up a little bit. Now, Tennessee, better the team, I don't know what's going to show up. Yeah, and that, and that it's reminded me like of last year where they were, oh, they're going to get, you know, just bounced early. And then Derrick Henry turned into fucking Superman. And then you got problems. So these these final uh, weeks coming down to the season are going to be very interesting. And they're a team that the, the Titans, we talked about probably one of the better teams in the AFC. And now they're on the outside looking in as far as the playoff goes. So, and the AFC obviously very tough. We'll get into that in a moment. Um, Browns. Texans, obviously my my hometown Browns. Uh, we both picked the Browns to win. They end up winning ten to seven, second straight game. They've had to deal with some weather. Um, yeah, both running backs going for over a hundred yards. Fantastic showing, and I, I I love the way the Browns are built with the two running backs because in Cleveland you are going to get days where you can't really pass the ball. The, the weather's not going to allow you to do it consistently. You got to pick your spots depending on which end of the field you're, you're going down. There's a lot of things factored in, but Nick Chubb, uh, the Browns were favored by three and a half. Obviously they're up by three. He steps out at the one yard line on a 59 yard run. Another reason why I love that guy. Um, 
he's the embodiment of everything I really want to be on the Browns. He's he's selfless. He's team oriented. And basically, when you step out of bounds, you give the Texans zero chance to win the game. So you just kneel it out. And I thought that was a very selfless thing to do, and not a lot of guys would do that. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of gamblers not happy. Mm. I would. I stayed away from that game, and I am so glad I did. Yeah, I mean, especially when you hear about weather. I know in our weekly fan duel, uh, Ty, he was one that was like, I really needed them fancy points, but Nick Chubb had to be all knowledgeable about football. A lot of people were upset, but, you know, actually the he was on the Pat McAfee show today, and he talked about Stefanski and Baker they, in, the, in, in the huddle when they called the play, they ended with no moss, and that means, you know, you kneel it out or do whatever. He said he didn't realize it. He didn't remember it until like he was maybe at the 15 or 10 yard line and, you know, being 230 pounds, he can't just stop on a dime and kneel. So he just ran out of bounds. But yeah, it was, you know, it's a dub. It's a dub. Got Philadelphia next week. And right now the Browns sitting at six and three, which is exciting. But also if the season ended today, they would not be in the playoffs. That's how tough the AFC is right now. Crazy. Next up, we got the Giants and the Eagles. We both picked the Giants to win. They did so 27 to 17. Barry picked Daniel Jones to pass for over two over 300 yards. He only went for 244. Did score a rushing touchdown though. They had what 64 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne Gallman had two <laughs> two touchdowns. Uh, oh, a two yard and a one yard touchdown run. Um. Daniel, they're making Daniel Jones uh, use his legs. White Vic. Be, be, be more of a threat. Um, this was, a, again, a payback game. We had their asses blistered the first game in Philly and gave it to them. Uh, Evan Ingram dropped that pass. Uh, they closed out. This is two weeks in a row. They have, they have learned to close out a game. I'm uh, not mad at it. They're on bye. And then they... Uh, they make their return week 12. So hopefully we rest up. Um, I Things are, at, you know, they're actually playing a hell of a lot better than I thought they would be at this time. And uh, we need the Browns this week to throw a little help our way. We got you. We got yeah. you. Now, I mean, what, you're sitting at three wins right now and you're in second place, a half game out in the division. That is. That's, that's right. That's something, man. And I'll tell you what, that, that fucking tie that the Eagles have with the Bengals might as well be a win. Cause that, that could be what that could be what gets them to the division. I do think that the Giants, God, we every week we say a different team. Right now, I think the Giants are probably my my pick to win that division. Uh yeah, I think our defense is we got the best defense in that division. And that's not saying a ton, but uh if our offense gives us anything. Uh, we're usually in pretty good shape. I mean, they've been in every game, right? Yeah, uh, our biggest loss was to Pittsburgh, and that was by 10 points. So, oh. you know. Next up, we got the Jags and Packers. We both picked the Packers. Packers ended up pulling it out 24-20, to 20, a lot closer than what a lot of people thought it was going to be. Uh, Jake Luton, 18-35-169. They're doing everything they can with a young rookie six-round pick. Um, James Robinson, 23 carries for 109. Aaron Rodgers, 24-34. 325, a tutty, and a pick. Boy, I'll tell you what. (laughs) I honestly felt bad for the Jaguars there. Um, It was almost like they were playing in Dallas. 
because old Robinson there had two, not one, but two rushing touchdowns called back. And that is a sad, sad scene when you got to rob a team that's one and seven, two and seven, whatever the record is, one and eight now. But, uh, the you know, Green Bay needed that. So, so of course, they're going to homer the, the hopeless Jags. And the Jags are a team I look at and be like, wow, they're probably going to – they're in position to draft Justin Fields. And he should maybe think about staying. I would, I would love that, but I think Justin Fields is about to be all elite. Uh, next up, we got the Washington football team against the Lions. We both picked the Lions. The Lions ended up winning 30-27. to 27. Alex Smith out there with a hamstring as a shin bone put up career numbers. That's wild to me. Uh, most pass attempts, most yards in the game, 38-55 for 390. No tutties, no picks. They say he's the guy going forward. What a fucking amazing story that this guy is even playing in the NFL. That's the one thing I took away from this game. Yeah, they were – weren't they talking about like a possible amputation at some point? Possible, like, possible death. Yeah, like, I mean, just insane that he's out there and throwing for 390 in the NFL nuts. game. And Matt Stafford on the other side had a nice day, 24, 33, 276, three touchdowns. Uh, but they needed, you know, uh, 16 seconds, Hopkins kicked the tying field goal and then – you know, basically they completed a pass and Matt Prater kicked a 59-yard field goal for the win. So I'm assuming Smith's doing a lot of dinking and dunking. That's kind of his MO anyway. Uh, but to that many pass attempts, he has no running game. He has basically Terry McLaurin. Maybe Logan Thomas is a player. That's about it. Antonio Gibson, not a bad running back. But again, we have 13 carries, 45 yards, a couple touchdowns. Terry McLaurin is probably their best playmaker on offense, which I did not see coming out of Ohio State. I thought he was a really – I said this last week. I thought he was a really good player. Never, never, I never did see him being a number one receiver and a captain on an NFL team. That just shows you the – Barry's going to hate me saying this. The, it's the plethora of talent, embarrassment, and riches that Ohio State has at the receiver position the past few years. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing. As far as the Lions go um, – DeAndre Swift's kind of hit his stride a little bit. Good to see that out of him. 16 carries, 81 yards. He also had five catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. Caught all five of his targets. So he's really stepping up and taking the bull by the horns there. And he's also a good fantasy option too. Um, Matt Stafford, 24-33, 276, three tutties. And x-rays came back negative on his thumb. So he's going to be playing this weekend. Nice. Next up, we got the Bucks and the Panthers. We both ended up picking the Bucks. Uh, no Christian McCaffrey this week. Tom Brady coming off an ass stomping, a horrible ass stomping to the Saints. They ended up just beating the shit out of Carolina, 46 to 23. Tom Brady is amazing after losses. He was 28 of 39 for 341 and three touchdowns. Uh, Ronald Jones rips off a 98-yard run. He has 23 carries for 192 and a touchdown. Chris Godwin, six catches for 92. Antonio Brown, seven catches for 69 yards, living at Tom Brady's house on eight targets. So Mike Evans, 11 targets, six catches for 77 and a tutty. So that's – and, again, um, 
you know, Tom Brady spreading around and Tampa Bay looked they won teams, Barry. They look like shit, or they look really fucking good. Yeah, they're they're fucking world beaters, you know. Uh, but again, Carolina undermanned, no Christian McCaffrey. That puts it all on Teddy Bridgewater. And I mean, Bridgewater played okay. I mean, he, really. you know, I'm he had two touchdowns and a pick. I mean, he only had six, you know, misses. He only had 136 yards though. But they, who else do they have? You know, I mean, they got more. I mean, he had four catches, 96 yards, and the touchdown. But who else do they have? I feel like I feel like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel's a really good start. They are, but you need McCaffrey. I mean, McCaffrey makes it yeah. so easy on those guys. And a lot of people had high hopes for Mike Davis going this game. Only seven carries for 32 yards. Obviously, the game probably got away from him. They had to yeah. pass the ball a lot. And he had four catches for 12 yards. Pretty much ineffective. Uh, McCaffrey's probably going to be out another week. Bridgewater went down with a sprained knee. P.J. Walker came in. Uh, Bridgewater's kind of questionable for this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, Carolina, that's another team that you've watched mock drafts. They're in, I know they just signed Teddy B, but apparently they're in the market for a young quarterback as well. So well, we'll see. Yeah, but Bridgewater's also, he's known to get hurt. So, I mean, it's better safe than sorry. You know what I mean? And he's going to want to play against Minnesota next week. Yeah. I'm just – I'm just guessing. Next up, we have the Bills and Cardinals and what was the easily the game of the week. Unbelievable game. Back and forth. Lead changed twice in the final, what, 30 seconds. Uh, Stephon Diggs catches a go-ahead touchdown from Josh Allen. Then they have, I think Arizona got the ball with, I want to say, 28, 26 seconds to go. And it was just... Kyler Murray's unbelievable. He gets him to the 50-yard line with maybe about four or five seconds left. Makes a couple of guys miss as he's rolling out to his left, able to flip his hips, square his shoulder, and throw a beautiful Hail Mary. That and the DeAndre triple Hopkins, coverage. And the triple <laughs> coverage. I mean, it was – I don't know what Jordan Poyer was doing, but, I mean, probably thinking about Rachel Bush, I'm guessing. Just just – Go to Instagram, Rachel Bushberry. You'll understand what I'm talking about. That's, I, I, I understand. <laughs> but I mean, amazing catch, um, unbelievable. Kyle Murray signed a tweet. Shit, hop down there somewhere. That was a big meme going around. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. I still think Aaron Rodgers is the king of the hail mary, but Kyler Murray is unbelievable player. I said in this game he would have 300 passing yards and 75 rushing yards he had 245 passing yards and 61 rushing yards but still on pace i believe for 4,000 passing yards and 1,000 rushing yards that is i think that's what the ravens envisioned lamar jackson evolving into what kyler murray's doing right now yeah and absolute fucking insanity i mean josh allen again he i mean he threw for four something the week prior and then he comes out, throws for 284, two touchdowns, two picks. Cole Beasley out here acting like, you know, yeah, he knows what's up. Yeah. 11 catches, 109 yards and a touchdown. I mean, just a classic, classic battle. And these are two young guys that we're going to get to watch for a long time. Yeah, Colin Murray, Um, I, I can't say enough. I love the kid. He's got the Cardinals sitting 6-3 and three right now. They're at top of the NFC West, which is a very – 
Uh, tough division. Bill, that makes the Bills fall to seven and three, but that's it's a tough loss, but a hell of a game between two good teams, two good young quarterbacks, two young quarterbacks that are in the MVP conversation. I'm I was watching me actually I was sitting here that game was carried locally here actually I was watching it and Rachel was sitting beside me I was like holy shit I can't believe Hop caught it it was unbelievable he mossed three dudes uh, Jordan gloves going over sets of Adidas gloves that's a commercial right there um, yeah Barry is DeAndre Hopkins the best wide receiver in the NFL um, he makes Deshaun Watson is a mad motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how fucking... And that just shows how fucking good he is. Because look at the Texans now. What was it? David Johnson, a second-round pick? Yeah. Jesus. And look, man, David Johnson is good, but DeAndre Hopkins is that fucking dude. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pushed that through a fantasy league. No. I would well, have, in the real, well, in the real-life NFL. <laughs> as commissioner, I'd have been like, eh, this is unfair. But, I mean, Hopkins, yeah. I, I would go ahead and say I would put him up against anybody, and, and he probably is going to win. I mean, his hands, his body control, his ability to make guys miss, his ability to jump, I think it's, I think it's him or Julio. And I right mean, now it's him. <laughs> I think it's Hopkins with the route running. I'm, I may have to go DeAndre Hopkins is the best product in the NFL, but unbelievable talent. Um, I just love what the Cardinals are doing of, you know, unconventionally hiring Cliff Kings, Kingsbury, bringing Kyler Murray, implementing that offense that Kingsbury had in college that I believe Kyler ran on or Kyler played for him in college, I believe. So a guy stepped on the field day one in the NFL and was the unquestioned leader of the organization. That's, I think that's what teams strive for. You know, yep. that's what you look for in your number one pick, your first round quarterback. Um, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. That's I, I like seeing, you know, the Murray and then you got the three guys this year. I mean, I guess two got a little bit of a late start. So did Herbert, but they are the leaders of their teams. And that's you want you want to change your culture. You want to get things turned around. Bring in a young quarterback that can change that. So that knows nothing but winning. And I, I love watching Kyler Murray play football, man. I'm excited for this Thursday. I think it's going to be a great game. And like Mark said, statement games, we're going to be having a contest for that. And I think that's going to be a really, really fun game for prop bets. Yep. Next up, we got the Dolphins and Chargers. Uh, you pick the Dolphins. I pick the Chargers. Dolphins ended up winning 29-21. Tua is 3-0. and They're sitting at 6-3 right now. Season ends today. They are in the playoffs. Chargers fall to two and seven. Uh, your thoughts? You know, I did, I honestly expected this to be a closer game. Um, it was, you know, hell, it was 29-14. And, I mean, they the Chargers got that late touchdown to kind of make it one possession. Uh, it was never in doubt. I mean, I was, I was shocked, honestly, that uh, Tua was able to move the ball so efficiently against uh, the Chargers, and he got it done. I mean, and as you talk about winning, I mean that's another dude that he knows nothing else. Yeah, and unfortunately Herbert kind of comes back to earth a little bit here. Twenty thirty two, one eighty seven, two touchdowns, and it's just a silly interception uh, that 
really, really hampered their chances of winning. Two also put up modest numbers, but he was making good decisions. They obviously they're going with a real controlled game plan with him, and the defense has been playing in a way that they haven't had to go outside that game plan. So, two of the only left-handed starters in the NFL right now, I believe. I, I, I he is, and he's the first quarterback starter in the NFL left-handed since um, Kellen Moore. So there's obviously a little bit Dallas. of well, I was doing a little bit of, because I I was thinking about that, and then I started doing a little bit of research, and I started seeing that like, you know. A, everything's kind of backwards for everybody when there's a left-handed quarterback and you talk about like a guy like Jedrick Wills, you know, switching to left tackle for the Browns played right tackle for the, for Alabama. Why do he play right tackle? Well, to protect to his blind side. So that's just kind of just a little intricacies that you think about when you're instant putting in an offense and things like that. But I think the Dolphins going to be great. I think two is going to be really, really good in the NFL. Once he, once the game slows down for him a little bit, uh, Herbert is going to obviously have his lumps and Sunday was one of them. So he, two and seven and all those great numbers have not translated to wins yet. But I do think that both these teams have really, really, really good young starting quarterbacks. Next up, we have the Raiders and Broncos. We both picked the Raiders. Raiders ended up stomping that ass 37 to 12. Uh, Drew Locke had a really, really rough game. He threw four picks. Wasn't doing too much dancing, I'm guessing, on that one. Well, 23 of 47, 257, a touchdown, and four picks. Not good, not good. Jerry Judy, four catches, 68 yards. Yeah, not, nothing really stands out. Derek Carr, really controlled game. They ran the shit out of the ball. They, they basically had the Browns game plan. Carr, 16, 25, 154. Then you got Josh Jacobs, 21 carries, 112 and two touchdowns. And Devontae Booker in some, in some cleanup time, 16 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns, and a revenge game for him. Um I think that the Browns' loss to the Raiders is really going to hurt them. That's a game that would have been big for us. We'd be sitting at seven and two right now. The Raiders would be sitting at five and four right now. The Raiders are in the playoffs. We're out because of that loss. Yeah, and and that's another team, man, that you don't know who's showing up. Right. And Josh Jacobs can get hot, and fucking you're in trouble. And then Derek Carr is so wishy-washy that you know if Jacobs starts you know getting hot Derek Carr thinks he needs to so again that's there's so many teams man so many interesting things happening in these last few weeks next up we got the Bengals and Steelers um we both picked the Steelers Steelers I'm getting the win easily 36 to 10 I said Burrow was gonna throw for 275 and a pick. He throws for 213 and doesn't throw an interception. So my little vague uh, prediction didn't happen. T. Higgins, seven catches, 115 and a touchdown. Did have a costly fumble. He led him in targets. I do think that they, he is evolving into a nice, nice number one receiver for them. A.J. Green is done. No catches. No yards on five targets. So, you know, that's, that's the thing right now at the AFC North. You know, you got the two really good teams. Well, even one of them is debatable, I guess, now. Then you got the Browns, a pretty good team. And then you got the Bengals, who have talent but don't quite know how to put it together to win games yet. But they can surprise people, like they did with Tennessee. Yep. So, so it's, you know, again, another team has a young quarterback, unquestioned leader. They just they cannot protect him right now. 
and that's a recipe for disaster against teams like Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's the uh, too much for a young guy uh, like Burrow, and you can't come out there on throw forty times and and oh. think and think that that's a good game plan. I mean, he didn't they didn't have anybody to run the ball to offset you know that offense. So, I mean, he was in for a long day, and it started early. Can Pitt, can Pittsburgh go undefeated? Oh, you know, I I think I just think somewhere along the lines, uh, they're wearing down. Big Ben took a shot uh, to that knee. He's, I mean, he's always he's a tough dude, but he he's breaking down. Eventually, they're gonna, you know, I mean, he's they're gonna lose one of these next couple games, just in my opinion, and. And that's what I think. I think Baltimore's going to end up getting them. I really do. I think Baltimore can get them. And another game, and this sounds funny, it's going to be me being a homer, but if Pittsburgh's 15-0 and going into week 17, you know, have the home field, have everything, and they go into Cleveland, are they going to try to win that game? With the Browns playing probably to need to win that game? You know, with history on the line, though, and especially with a team like Pittsburgh, who has a long, illustrious, yeah, a long, illustrious fucking history, I think they come to win. And, And again, it's a rivalry game. You could lose some guys, but to injury, I mean, you're risking a lot. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Like I said, man, there's some fun games coming up. Yeah, keeping the Browns out of the playoffs might be motivation for them. Man, the Browns can win 10, 11 games, not get in, dog. That's that's crazy. Next up, we got the 49ers and Saints. Uh, we <laughs> we both picked the Saints. I'm not laughing because of that. We both picked the Saints. Saints ended up winning uh, 27-13. Nate Mullins came out slinging. That's what you're going to get from Nate Mullins. Sometimes he's going to throw for a lot of yards. Sometimes he's not. Drew Brees almost died, uh, <laughs> broken ribs on both sides, and a collapsed lung. Well, Nate Mullins must be Nick Mullins' twin because My Nick bad. Mullins was out there throwing picks, getting the absolute dog shit kicked out of him, and Alvin Kamara's out there repping Tennessee, the Tennessee Vols, like he should. And yeah, well, he wasn't mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, Drew Brees, man, what a fucking shot he took. I mean, that I didn't, was I didn't think the shot was that bad actually. I think he just came in already hurt. Well, I think he was hurt, but the dude landed like he landed on his side and the dude smashed him on the, on his side, so he he ate that. Collapsed lung, brother. Whew. Yeah. It's a rough way to go, man. God damn. They say he's not a they say he'll be back in a few weeks, though. He's hey Drew Brees is. You can say what you want about him, but he is he's there. He's there to win. I saw him at home getting breathing treatments. Like my God, dude. He's got asthma. Uh, next up, we got <laughs> the Seahawks and the Rams. Uh, we both. I I'm sorry. You picked the Rams. I picked the Seahawks. Rams ended up getting the dub 23 to 16. 
Russell Wilson has come back to earth a little bit, throws for two picks, only 248 yards, no touchdowns. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to win with Russell Wilson leading them in rushing. Right. Eight carries for 60 yards. Tyler Lockett, a mediocre day, um, average day, five for 66. DK Metcalf had clamps put on him by Jalen Ramsey. And to me, that's the kind of story of the game was the Rams defense. Yeah. And, uh, man, the Seahawks go as Russell Wilson goes. But he right now has, no, I mean, he had nobody. Like you said, DK Metcalf was shut fucking down. And Lockett had 66 yards. And against uh, against the Rams, man, that defense, Aaron Donald is he's about that life. And man, their defense is something to behold, especially a low scoring game like this that favors the Rams. And they they picked up the W. Yeah, and I mean Seahawks defense is trash. Secondaries historically bad. Rams must have found a mismatch they liked because Josh Reynolds led them in targets. He had eight catches for 94 yards on 10 targets, which, you know, normally it's Cooper Cup, it's Robert Woods. This week it was Josh Reynolds. So they obviously saw something. Jared Goff goes for over 300. Malcolm Brown runs for two touchdowns. So both teams, now you have three, six, and three teams in the NFC West. That is, and then you got the 49ers who just basically got swallowed up by injuries. Which, you know, happens in the NFL, no fault of their own. But yeah, so NFC West, a highly competitive division right now, one of the funnest ones in football. And we'll talk about the Thursday night matchup here coming up, but the Cardinals and Seahawks, that's that's gonna be a fun one. You know, you look forward to any of those NFC West games right now, not involving the 49ers. Yeah, no doubt. Next up, this is an interesting one. Ravens and Patriots. We both picked the Ravens with a whole lot of confidence. The Patriots ended up getting the win, 23-17, win by six points. Uh, they missed an extra point. So Ravens were driving well, – not driving. They attempted to drive at the end of the game. It looks like the weather just got to be too much. It's just a perfect storm of things happening, whether, however, however you look at it, either for the Patriots or against the Ravens. You know, But New England's not really trying to throw the ball. They're trying to – what they do, they're trying to dink and dunk it with James White, Rex Burkhead, run it with Damian Harris, and run it with Cam. So they don't really have a lot of talent on the outside. Uh, the, the Gronk days are over. Julian Edelman's not there right now. Cam, he's one of his quarterbacks. Every time he throws, I think the ball's going deep, and then somehow it comes out of his hand for like a seven-yard pass. <laughs> it's, in, it's incredible his throwing motion. I don't know how he does it. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what that is. But – to me, the story of this game is – I'm going to throw a stat at you, Barry. And I've, I've said – what have I said about the Ravens before? That you got to get out on them early. They're the, I said the Ravens are the best front runners in the NFL. And now Lamar Jackson is 0-5 when down by 10 points or more. Mm. 10 points isn't that much. So if you jump out on the Ravens and you get Lamar in a situation where he has to be a predictable drop back passer, where he, I mean, and that means he's in situations where he has got to take the snap, he's got to drop back, and he's not 
looking to run at all. He's looking to throw. Now, you probably got to keep a spy on him, but he's looking to push the ball down the field. And then you look at their receivers. To me, I think their best receiver, other than Mark Andrews, who hasn't been playing as well this year, their tight end. Uh, Willie Sneed's probably their most well-rounded wide receiver. So I don't know if that's part of the problem as well, but Lamar, um, you know, 24-34, 249, two touchdowns and a pick. He could have had a, probably a couple more picks. Uh, he just does not look fluid back there. Uh, the play calling looks predictable. Lamar looked upset with the coaching staff when he, they came off the field. I believe it was fourth and two on maybe their own 45-yard line in the late third, early fourth quarter, right around there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Patriots knew how what they had to do to win the game. Obviously, Bill Belichick, probably the best coach in the NFL in the history of the NFL. Um, they talk about how Bill Belichick, you know, when they meet with meet with the team on Friday or Saturday, meets with the coaches, and he tells the coaches how the game is going to go. And it happens like that almost every time. This is what we have to do to win. If we're winning, it's going to be because of X, Y, Z. And they say it's absolutely amazing. I think it was um, a Mike Lombardi on the Pat McAfee show was talking about that, how just they used to do that when in Cleveland. When Belichick was the head coach in Cleveland, he, Lombardi would sit there with uh, him and him and Nick Saban would sit there and be like, this is unbelievable how he does this. But, I mean, so it just shows you the Patriots 5-4. and four. Now, a lot of people have counted them out, probably continue to count them out. But, you know, Bill Belichick absolutely has the ability to put the game plan together for his team to beat almost any team in the NFL. Yeah, my thing with Baltimore is – Right now, I mean, you you have J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. Right. He's a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. And Lamar carries your lead. Lamar Jackson, your quarterback, is your leading rusher. He's got eleven carries. And and weather, too. By the give, way, give it to J.K. Dobbins. I mean, he's an Ohio State player. He's a bomb, but give it to him. Give him the rock. In the fourth quarter, the Ravens went three and out, six plays and punt, turnover on downs. That was their fourth quarter possessions. Yeah, and I mean, that dude, like I said, I said it a couple weeks ago, he's a younger Mark Ingram. Use him with probably more explosiveness. Give him the ball. And and they're throwing everything on Lamar coming off of that MVP season, whatever. It's not there this year. Distribute the ball. It's They don't seem to have the same swagger as they had last year. Right, right. To me. Uh, you don't hear a lot of big trusts at the press conferences. You know what I mean? Um, I think that we have not seen Lamar develop like they probably would have hoped especially as far as the downfield passing game, not off play action, just strictly him drop back passing. Um, RPOs are great. Lamar does as well as anybody. Lamar could be the greatest running quarterback in the history of that league. I mean, it's, it's that's in play. I really, you could talk about him. You talk about Vic, probably talk about Kyler. So Lamar, absolutely unanimous MVP last year, but you know, they're sitting right now six and three. Uh, tied with the Browns. They also they hold the tiebreaker. We plan to get on a Monday night, which will probably be a very, very, very big game. That will be in Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore really beat the shit out of the Browns in week one. Obviously, week one to whatever was it, week nine. I'm sorry, week 13, 14. We play them again. I can't remember. That's, that's going to be a big game. 
you know, and um, Baltimore is this is a week to week league. We know that. And yeah. I think a lot of people are overreacting a little bit, saying all oh, the Ravens are they're down, they're they're slipping, they're turning the wrong way. I think the weather played a lot of impact in that game too. It really did. I mean, I would like to see what Lamar basically when they got the ball, their last possession, they had no chance. They couldn't you couldn't even see to throw it, see to catch it, couldn't do anything. So and to me, uh, their play calling isn't great. So We'll see. They want to play a certain way, but they can't win outside of that certain way right now. And that's what we've been saying all year. Next up, you got the Vikings and Bears, the Monday night game. Uh, We both picked the Vikings. They won. We both made side picks as well, side kind of predictions. They both came true. Justin Jefferson, I said, would have 100-plus yards receiving. He did. Barry made an even bolder one. Barry said that Adam Thielen – would catch the game winner, and he did. And I don't want to say nothing. Go but, ahead and say something. But, you know, I mean, that's just how it is. Your boy your boy, got that inside information. No, um, but, again, the Vikings tried to fuck this game off. I mean, if you, to me, the way the league's set up now with kickoffs and all that, if you held a gun to my head... And said, who is the one guy you do not want to kick the ball to? Cordero Patterson. Jesus Christ. I mean, representing the Tennessee Volunteers like he always does. Bit of a first-round bust. Eh, I don't know. He's had a nice career. Um, drafted in the first round to play wide receiver, and you don't play wide receiver anymore. Because, of look, I don't think he can flourish in that uh, that little deal there, but... 104-yard kickoff return. <laughs> not going to admit it. <laughs> you know, 104-yard kickoff return, which put the Vikings down, and they had to rely basically on uh, two Dan Bailey field goals until uh, Adam Thielen came through. I mean, that's Kirk Cousins' safety blanket. It, uh, You know, for years I thought, hell, Kyle Rudolph, but um, – now, man, it is Adam Thielen is his go-to fucking guy, especially losing digs. And he came through. Yeah, and that Bears offense is just god-awful. Yeah, I, I talked to a couple of friends that are Bears fans, Sammy Evans in particular, and I was in a situation where, in fantasy, I, had a, I was down 10, and the guy I was playing had Dalvin Cook, and I had Nick Foles and Allen Robinson as a PPR league. I know that Minnesota secondary. I felt pretty good about my chances. Then Nick Foles goes out and just has an absolute garbage of a game. Um, I think that says a lot about your offense if you can't get off against that pathetic-ass defense. I mean, I'm serious. Nick Foles was 15 of 26 for 106 yards and interception on the first his first pass attempt of the game. Or Cordell Patterson was their leading rusher, 12 carries for 30 yards, so he's a running back now, apparently. He's got to do it all over there. But Allen Robinson, six catches for 43 yards. Just, that's not going to get it done. No, you and know. I say you bench Foles and you bring in another Tennessee volunteer legend, Tyler Bray, and let him right the ship. Remember a few weeks ago, 
That's terrible, by the way. Remember a few weeks ago when I said um, the Chicago Bears were the worst five and two team in the NFL, and I caught a little bit of heat for it. You did, but now what? They're, they're five and five. But, I mean, speak on it. I mean, it, they're five. They're not a good. They can't score. They made a quarterback change. It made absolutely no impact at all. Um, I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know what it is, but they. And again, I think we all know how fantasy football can work. <laughs> you, you you have a certain a couple guys from a certain team, and then you need them to win. You're 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 invested, right? Like I was, I might as well have been a Bears fan last night. And it was just I I text Sam I don't know how the hell y'all do this every week. I know because I'm a Browns fan. I've had terrible teams. I know bad offenses when I fucking see it. You know, Jim McMahon didn't die for that. You know what I mean? Steve Mongo Mike McMichael. Dick, Mike Dick is rolling in his grave right now. I think Mike's still alive. So is McMahon. Oh. Mongo McMichaels, he might be. Mongo McMichaels is telling people he's a WCW wrestler only right now. <laughs> What uh, uh, refrigerator Perry's telling motherfuckers that uh, you know he was a WrestleMania two Royal Rumble participant. Check me out of Mania two. Don't worry about anything other than that though. Right. <laughs> don't worry about the you Super know, Bowl shuffle. I just I don't. Jay Cutler ain't walking through that door, y'all. Tyler Bray is next week. Victor Trubisky's hurt. I hell so, I don't know. What That's, was uh what was the records this week, uh, Big Doll? Well, you had a really good week. You went twelve and two. I went ten and four. That brings you to ninety one and fifty one, and takes me to ninety two and fifty. So I closed the gap to one game. You have. Oh my. So. Good week by you. You've had two good weeks in a row. Even calling That's the right. Thielen, even calling the Thielen game winner was a nice fucking touch. It happens. So you ready to do week eleven picks? Let's do it, brother. This is gonna be really fun. Thursday night game, Cardinals at Seahawks. Barry, who you got? And and this is gonna shock you. I'm gonna take Seattle. That's nuts. I. And- and, and this is why the Cardinals are coming off of two crazy emotional field. They're due for a letdown. And Russ is, they're ripe for the picking, but Russ is going to step up. I'm going to take Seattle. Two teams trending different ways. Uh, short week, which adds to a lot of the unpredictableness. Thursday night games can really go any way because of that reason right, th- right there. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Cardinals. I think that Kyler's going to go off against that. I think the Cardinals' defense is going to give them a little bit more than what the CA Hawks' defense will give them. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kyler and the Cardinals. Bengals at Washington. Jeez. I'm going to say that Joe Burrow gets his uh, third win. I'm with you. I think this could be – we could see some points here. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Washington's defense, not terrible. Chase Young had a terrible penalty last week that really cost his team. 
A lot of young players still growing a little bit. Actually, you say with both these teams, Alex Smith, it's incredible what he's doing out there on one and a half legs. That is, to me, that that says a lot. Next up, we have Falcons at Saints with Jameis Winston playing quarterback. Oof. Man, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Falcons. Really? Yeah, I man, I just I have no faith in in famous Jameis. I'm gonna go the other way. Okay. I'm taking the Saints. I think that Jameis will play a really controlled game. I think with that offense, they're not throwing the ball downfield anyway. Offense is built for Drew Brees. I think they're gonna run it like Drew Brees was in there. So, yeah, I am going going the Saints. Steelers I, at Jack. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think Taysom Hill uh, plays a big role in that game if they win. Also, here's another side note. You pay Tyson, Taysom Hill to be paying $16 million to be the backup quarterback, supposedly. You say he's the quarterback of the future. Why isn't he starting? That's a, see, that's a good, good question. I mean, I, I love the I love the Taysom Hill role. I mean, I'm not always a fan of taking the ball out of Drew Brees' hand on third and short. Yep. But hey, Sean Payton knows a hell of a lot more about football than I do. Well, Steelers at Jags. I'm taking the Steelers with confidence. Yeah, Steelers confidence level on ten. I think that young quarterback is going to get eight up this week. Uh, Patriots at Texans. I'm taking the Patriots. Man, and see, and that, I'm going to take the Texans. Deshaun Watson is hurt. He has had an emotional breakdown. Watching DeAndre Hopkins flourish. He's going to have a breakout game here against the Patriots. Next up, uh, Eagles at Browns. Go ahead, Barry. I need you. I mean, I need your Browns. So I got to take the Browns. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. I just, I don't think the Eagles are very good at all. I don't. And especially the Browns, we run the ball on them. We're going to win. So the Browns are a team right now that we beat the teams that we should beat. Struggle against good teams. And that's, this is one of those games that this is a team we should beat. So I am taking the Browns. Lions at Panthers. I'm going to go and take the Lions. Yeah, they're on a one streak. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions as well. I think Matt Stafford can, if he's playing, he's come, they're going to come through. Really interesting one here. Titans at Ravens. Go ahead. <laughs> is, this, is this the fucking revenge game? Derrick Henry and the fucking stiff arm? Uh, man, I just, you know what? I like the Titans defense better than the Ravens. Uh, I'm and they've they're and the Titans are coming off a couple losses there. I'm gonna take the Titans. I'm taking the Ravens. I think they're gonna be pissed. It's in Baltimore. Well, no fans in Baltimore, but it almost makes the home field kind of pointless other than one team has to travel, the other team doesn't. But I'm taking the Ravens. I think they'll bounce back. I just if if the play calling doesn't change, I mean, 
I think the Titans may win in a blowout. I'll just Ooh. say that. I'll just Ooh, say that. I'm, I'm putting possible blowout. Just say that. Wow. Jets at Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers with confidence. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers as well. And they need it. They need that game. Dolphins at Broncos. Mm. I'm going to take the Drew, Dolphins. I was going to say Drew Locke coming off throwing four picks. Uh, Denver at home. Uh, yeah, Dolphins. Tua keeps rolling. That put them at seven and three. Wow. Cowboys at Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings. Gee, why? Uh, Cowboys coming off a of bye week. Um, another ass blister in the Vikings by 10. It will be interesting to see what the Cowboys do after a bye week, see if there's any kind of adjustments. They're without their number one corner right now. Dalton's coming back. We'll see. You know, we'll see. What's Dalvin Cook do against uh, Dallas's defense? He might go for 200. Oh. Uh, Packers at Colts. Wow. I'm going to take the Packers. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, I've gotten lucky with the Colts the last couple weeks. I'm going to I'm going to jump off and take the Packers this week. Sunday night game. A little bit of a revenge game here. Chiefs at Raiders. Chiefs trying to avenge their only loss. I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, um, Chiefs, and and I will say, and it's gonna be a bl- it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be a blowout. Rams at Bucks on your Monday night game. I'm taking. I'm taking the Rams. Mm. I'm gonna take Tampa, Tom, at home. Coming out there representing, I'll take Tampa Bay. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, next up, we talk about our FanDuel a little bit. Let me go ahead and pull up the stats here, really quick. You think I'd have this ready? I don't. Okay, here. Well, let me let me fucking cut this, cause Deontay. Well, I have it ready. Oh, okay. So I will say, doing the favor, third place was Showtime, 1124, with 122.92 points. Second place was Drew Vensel. He won $19.50. He put up 126.38. And winning the contest was Hard Body Deontay. He talked all that shit. He won $34 for 138.6. He ended up cutting a little bit of a promo on everyone in the fucking league. I'm going to go ahead and play that right now. You see, today's Sunday, November 15th. Hard body Deontay woke up. He was looking good. He was feeling good. I guarantee you, he was smelling good. You see, two weeks ago, I told Mr. Brown, do not let... Hard body Deontay and y'all's little money, fan duel, fantasy league. But today, Mr. Brown, he got taken straight to town. And also for Soda, Vensel, Shadow. Hold on. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, give me, give me more. I'm telling, I'm telling. That was my mama. She called to say, y'all's team is straight trash. Every week, I took $34 from you today. Next week, I'm going to take another 34 And then in the third week, I'm going to take 34 more. And if you do the math, and I know Scott Steiner math, 34 times 3, that's 102. $102 richer. And you know what? It's about that time. I need each and every one of you. That's right. Brown, Shadow, Soda, Vensel, Berry. It's time for all of y'all to bow down to me. Get down on one knee and give me y'all's motherfucking money. Your thoughts? Well, listen there, hard body. Okay, it's real easy, you know, to cut a promo after you've won. Okay, me, I was in the cellar for two, three weeks in a row. And I said, no more. Okay, and I didn't. I I finished, I know, on the fourth or fifth, whatever it was. It took a fucking DeAndre Hopkins miracle to knock me out of money. But here we are again beginner's luck okay Deontay of course you got your $34 we're proud of you but what you can do with that $34 sir is go buy a new hat because that red one was pure garbage because here's another out on the limb guarantee is Deontay will not finish in the money this week now, can you dig that, sucker? Yeah, that might have been the greatest promo I've ever seen cut. Um, <laughs> I popped pretty hard. The sunglasses, the Lacey Evans hat—that <laughs> was that was incredible. But yeah, um, contest be open again. Fifteen members. You guys signed up. Put in your entries this week. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Also, we're going to have the contest on statementgames.com. So go to statementgames.com. Be sure to sign up. It's free to sign up. They actually give you money. They give you coins to play. We'll have that as well. But, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with that, man. That was really, really, really good stuff. Barry, before we get out of here, talk a little um, talk a little baseball. The 2021 Hall of Fame ballot came out, and I sent it to you. Uh, some pretty crazy names on here. Mark Burley, A.J. Burnett, Michael Kadire, Dan Heron, LaShroy Hawkins, Tim Hudson, Tory Hunter, Aramis Ramirez, Nick Swisher, all first times, on, and Barry Zito, and Shane Victorino, I'm sorry, all first time on the ballot. Uh, none of them named – Nick Swisher is actually trending because of this, which I didn't think he was that bad. He's obviously not going to get in the Hall of Fame, but this is – the names they chose, I guess um, – Fucking uh, our apologies to Nick Swisher's family that possibly are listening. He ain't um, getting in. He ain't. I'm sorry. He's not. That's real. Realness hurts sometimes. The truth is not always a great thing. Uh, Barry, pick two people off that list to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, because <laughs> there's two obvious that you would fucking pick right off the bat, and that's Bonds and fucking Manny Ramirez. 
but that's two that probably aren't going to get in. Right. Um, and, and I'll say this hands fucking down the best defensive shortstop in my day was Omar Vizquel, mm. a true, a true fucking gangster with the gloves. Preach. Preach. Okay. And that's just, I'm, and that's on whatever. The best defensive fucking shortstop I've seen is Omar Vizquel. So, but if I got to take two that are that have a chance to get in, um, man, I would I guess uh, Andrew Jones and uh, Tory Hunter. Now for me, it's a little convoluted. I think Barry Bonds is absolutely a Hall of Famer. Yeah, think what you right. want. Think, think what you want about steroids, the body of work, and what's a shame about the bomb situation is he was a Hall of Famer before he started doing all that shit. By all accounts, he didn't start doing shit till the year ninety nine, two thousand, one of those years right there. If you ended his career at nineteen ninety eight, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. So that's that's disappointing. Um, I don't know about Kurt Schilling. You know, there's obviously questions right there. It's just so hard to tell with the steroid era guys, you know? Right. You can even, some guys can even make a case for Omar Vizquel. I, and like I said, man, if if I'm, if you fucking say who's the best de- defense shortstop you have ever watched play the game. It's Omar Vizquel. And, I, and I'm going to say that. There are better overall, like, hitting and all that shit. But for pure fucking defense, I mean, he's the man. And Billy Wagner, another uh, he had what two or three years where he was just fucking dominant, unhit- unhittable. Yeah, uh, lefty closer, dominant. Uh, Barry Zito, Dan Heron, uh, Tim Hudson. They had, didn't they all play for the A's at one time? That was like their fucking yeah. rotation. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's crazy. And then uh, who was the fucking uh, the brothers steroids Giambi mm-hmm. fucking Jeremy and uh, Justin or some Jason yeah yeah Jason Jason and Jeremy Giambi were on that team as well I mean them A's teams were fucking something um Jeff Kent out there in San Francisco doing his thing. Uh, he had Andy. some great years. He, he was an MVP, had some great years. Um, yeah, we actually – the Indians actually traded him to the Giants, I believe. Can't remember for who. But, yeah, I believe the Giants got him from the Indians, who we got in a deal for Carlos Baerga, I want to say. I could be wrong. But I do want to say the Indians traded Carlos Baerga to the Mets, got Jeff Kent back. Um, yeah, to me, Omar Raskill is a Hall of Famer. And – I know I have some Humber lens. I'm looking through some Humber lens on that. But the best defensive shortstop I've ever seen in my life. I mean, what the guy was able to do with the glove and the bare hand was unbelievable. And then turned himself into an extremely formidable hitter. That was a kind of a hole in the Indians lineup in the 90s. And then he kind of turned that around a little bit, hit 300 sometimes. Yeah, so. I mean, and, um, you know, Todd Helton, he was out there in uh, was yeah. Colorado. Inflated. A lot of people say inf- Inflated numbers there. Yeah, uh, Ramos Ramirez. I always I loved watching Ramos Ramirez play uh, there in Chicago. 
Um, like I said, I mentioned Tory Hunter. I mean, he was a fucking G there in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. For a few years, he was a monster. Um, Nick Swisher, you know, you're not making it. Okay. Eric said, you're bummed. No, he's not in. Buckeye. <laughs> Buckeye, though. Uh, yeah, he, he played for the White Sox for a while. Played for the There's White Sox teams. for one year. Played for the Yankees. Started with the A's. Went to the White Sox, went to the Yankees, um, ended up coming to Cleveland, stole some money there. But, yeah, he was – I mean, if you guys have time, just Twitter search Ozzie Gian and Nick Swisher. Ozzie Gian hates Nick Swisher. <laughs> it's unbelievable the things he said about that guy in a minute clip. It was insane. So maybe I'll post it if I can find it. But, yeah – Gonna be tough for a lot of these guys with steroids and stuff. Omar's a Hall of Famer, and I, I like your choice too of Andrew Jones. So yeah, um, there with the Braves, like I said, he was a beast. Um, Scott Rowland, I mean, Phillies. You know who? You know who's not going in? Latroy Hawkins, Pete Rose. <laughs> Man, so you're gonna get Frost Senior on here cussing you, and I don't need that. Well, sorry, Frost Senior, but. Pete Rose, for some reason, thought he was bigger than the game of baseball and tarnished it for his own personal gain. So he absolutely – and then lied about it for years and years and years. And then only halfway came forward with the truth when he could benefit by publishing a book on the week of actual deserving Hall of Fame inductions. And he, still bets, on ba- he still bets on baseball, by the way. He does. Um, there was a, a sports group there, and uh... – that I'm a part of, and uh, in Vegas, there fuck last month, he took a picture of Pete at the sports book, and he's like, he basically had a Crown Royal bag of hundreds and was betting all fucking day. So yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, Pete was a glorified utility player. Absolutely, I said bro. it. Absolutely. I said it. All right, Barry, you got anything else? That's it, brother. Man, I had a. Uh, I had a fun-ass time. I did, too. Thank you to Mark Salino from Statement Games for coming on. We had a fun conversation there. Go to statementgames.com. Check them out. Follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. But, of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at DoingTheFavor. You can find us on any platform where you get your podcasts. Go to DoingTheFavor.com for various articles, action figures, uh, our sports picks, whatever it may be. So, absolutely and again thank everybody for listening uh we have an absolute blast doing the sports show for you guys uh follow me on twitter at bfrost28 and as usual visit www.doingthefavor.com for all the latest on the podcast the legwork uh the skews everything um the sports picks are also on there so with that thank you guys so much good night and god bless yeah It goes one, two, three into the four. Eric and Barry are up with ETF and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. 
Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live We'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah Doing the favor Doing the favor uh, Doing the favor Until next time, doing the favor